This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, welcome back. Uh, 403-974-TALK. Now, as I mentioned, five years ago, Garth Brooks came to Calgary. That was a pretty big deal at the time. And uh, there were some tickets being offered online for some pretty insane amount of money. So at the time, it actually prompted the Alberta government to say, you know, we're going to study whether we need some kind of law to crack down on this. That didn't really go anywhere. But yeah, it was that event that kind of prompted the conversation here in Alberta. Now, the conversation was happening across the country just recently when the Tragically Hip announced that they were going to go on one last tour. And it was going to be a final tour because their lead singer, Gord Downey, had been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. So it was a big deal. It was very emotional to a lot of people. And look, there's so many, only so many seats in the arena. If, um, you know, if it was limitless, if every Tragically Hip fan who had the opportunity got to go, probably a lot more people would have. I think they tried to accommodate it as best they can, multiple shows in, in certain cities, but it was tough to get a ticket in some markets. Although, if you were willing to pay, you could go online, you could go on sites like StubHub, and you could find tickets. Now, they were above face value, so the question became, how important was it to you to be there? If you're willing to pay, there was the opportunity to go. So there were two sides of that, right? The people that say, well, good. People who wanted to go, missed out originally, had a chance to go. There you go. Great. On the other side, though, people said, wait a sec. You're gouging these fans. They want to go see their favorite band. Why should they get gouged to have to go see them? So in the aftermath of that, uh, the Ontario government is now moving to to change the laws around ticket resale. They're going to ban these programs or these so-called bots that allow would-be scalpers to buy up huge numbers of tickets, and they're going to limit the amount that a ticket can legally be resold for. Joining us on the line uh, for more, Josh Ogain joins us uh, with the Globe and Mail, theglobeandmail.com. Josh, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Pleasure to be here. So I guess this, this really does all stem from that, that Tragically Hip tour recently, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, one of the really interesting notes uh, from, from your introduction there is Rob Baker from The Hip actually made sure he tweeted out last August We've never said anything about it being their final tour. Uh, so never say never. Uh, we may get another chance to see them live yet. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are certainly hoping for that. But people approached it last year thinking, this is it. This is the last time we're going to get to see them. And so people were pretty desperate to get their hands on tickets. And that led to, obviously, when it's a question of supply and demand, this is what happens. Yeah, there were some uh, pretty opportunistic people out there on StubHub and similar uh, similar websites, weren't there? Well, there were, and, you know, I think initially there was some, you know, some crazy numbers, like $8,000 or whatever for tickets. I, I don't think anybody ended up paying that much to go, but it's the, just that initial sticker shock some people were seeing. Um, it, it seemed pretty shocking to a lot of people, and that prompted this oh, whole absolutely. conversation, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, it's funny, and this is something that has been going on for quite some time. I went to a concert in New York in 2011 where... Uh, they wound up actually adding four extra concerts, uh, the Bandel City Sound System, uh, in order to accommodate how many tickets were scalped from their first concert. And uh, it really came, this really became a national conversation because of the, all the emotions swirling around uh, Gord Downey's diagnosis and then immediately going out on tour. And it's, it's something that I think really became part of a national conversation. Is like, it depends like, how much do we want uh, these things that we buy, like tickets, to be governed by the free market. And you know, everyone's emotions, I think, really swung towards like, how can we do something about this? What, what's possible to legislate? And uh, what are, what's the role of you know, the law and what's the role of uh, the technology as well? Yeah. Now, th- this is provincial jurisdiction, I guess, then, isn't it? 
There is, yeah. So each province has its own uh, different approaches, and frankly, they're going in all kinds of directions. It's the same in the states. All 50 states have variations on different things. But if you look at uh, Quebec, uh, I think about five years ago or so, uh, implemented their own really strict uh, reselling. You can't sell for, or resell a ticket for more than uh, the original face value. But then again, Alberta, five or six years ago, repealed uh, the legislation. Uh, that uh, prevented scalping. So it's kind of, you know, it's a patchwork. It's all over the place across Canada. And mm-hmm. uh, people are trying to figure out what the solution is because the technology just keeps evolving faster than, you know, you know how slow the law move can, can move. Right. Well, the thing is, see, look, websites like StubHub aren't going away, for one. For two, I think, you know, organizations like the NHL, the NBA, they've decided they're going to compete. They've got their own arrangements with Ticketmaster. They've got their own basically auction resale websites where people can, mm-hmm. can unload tickets and they get a cut of the action. Uh, so I wonder how convoluted becomes and if you've got different provinces with different kinds of restrictions on that. That's the thing, and I think that's why things are so frustrating. Is It's really hard to mount simply just by the nature of how our country is designed. It's really hard to mount something really... I mean, and also just, you know, how small our country is, 30 million people. Uh, it's really hard to mount something really effective when you've got, you know, a lot of the forces are coming from el- elsewhere. These bots are, you know, they're jurisdictionless. You, they could be coming from anywhere, someone's basement in Philadelphia uh, or Estonia, and, you know, someone just out there trying to make a profit with technology. And then we're sitting here trying to find hyper-local solutions in a, in a relatively small country. It's, uh, it's really difficult. It is. Now, I, I mean, so the big thing here, there are two big things, right? The, the Ontario government wants to ban technology programs, essentially, that, that mm-hmm. allow the mass purchase of tickets, and then they want to limit how much tickets can be resold for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this... Uh, there are some jurisdictions, uh, for instance, one of the last things Barack Obama did in the U.S. is sign into law something that effectively banned these ticket purchasing bots. So these are, this is technology that rapidly buys as many tickets as possible. Uh, so these, these folks can then go scalp them for huge, huge, huge markups. You know, that is what is really skewing the marketplace the most. Uh, and different jurisdictions across the world are, are trying to deal with that. That's not necessarily a new phenomenon, uh, but it has been really, really hard to enforce because how can you, you know, enforce local law on something that could be uh, happening in the U.S.? Uh, it's, it's, it's really difficult to do. What's really interesting is this sort of this capping of about 50% uh, of the face value uh, for a markup for a resold ticket, um, because that's something these uh, these places like StubHub, uh, you know, you're very familiar, and you mentioned there, uh, you know, I think StubHub even advertises in a few, uh, I know they've advertised the amphitheater here in Toronto, and I think even maybe in the Sky Dome, if we're allowed to still call it that. It's really legitimized itself, uh, but it also kind of takes a step back uh, when it comes to selling tickets. It says, it's kind of like Napster almost was. Napster always said, well, we didn't do anything illegal. We just simply facilitated a marketplace for the exchange of files, and we don't know what these files are. StubHub is very transparent about what they do. They say, we're going to guarantee the authenticity of your ticket, uh, or you get a money-back guarantee. And But other than that, we're going to keep our hands off. And they've sort of avoided a lot of ticket scalping laws. Uh, avoid is not the wrong word. I do, they are like a legitimate and, and fairly operating business. But, uh, you know, they've sort of... They be, their argument has always been there's a sort of disclaimer saying you need to obey your local laws, uh, but it's not hard to go onto StubHub. Uh, I'm sure you, perhaps your your listeners have in Alberta uh, and find even though you know, it doesn't matter what jurisdiction you might be in, there's going to be tickets listed there for more than what they're worth, and it's it's hard to enforce. Ontario, in doing this, they're basically saying they're going to try to enforce this more. Uh, they're going to put make it easier for customers, consumers rather, to complain and have some inspectors out there sort of uh, looking uh, at these situations. But both the bots 
and uh, and the sort of the notion of trying to regulate these places like StubHub, which sort of really embrace the free market, uh, it's going to be hard. A lot of my sources are telling me like this is a brilliant idea. We're going to wait to see how this can be executed because the technology, this bot technology especially, is just getting more and more sophisticated. It's uh, how this plays out in the next couple of years is going to be really interesting, and uh, it'll be even more interesting to see if other prover- other uh, provinces follow suit. Now, I do wonder, I mean, if, if you're Ticketmaster, even if you're, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs or, or whoever it is, and you're, you're the ticket seller, you're the one who wants people to buy tickets to your event, it yeah, seems to me you, you've got the opportunity or the ability right now, don't you, to limit how much any one person can buy? Yeah, these, I mean, we're talking about guys with multiple, you know, servers or computers uh, who are trying, you know, they've continuing to develop more and more software that doesn't get detected uh, by the technology, and I have to say, like I've, you know, I've, I've spoken with uh, Ticketmaster, numerous Ticketmaster staff. I've interviewed their CEO very briefly. Uh, I've talked to numerous people. You know, they're really, really heavily investing in trying to make uh, make these make their technology bot proof. But the problem is, is, all these guys who make bots are making so much money; they're investing in it too. Well, I guess if it's so uh, undetectable, it's how do we technology versus <laughs> technology, right? How, how do we ban so what we can't detect, though? Well, yeah, and, and that's just terrifying. So some of what Ontario is doing is just putting in transparency rules. Uh, it's saying, here are, you know how there are all those pre-sales or like, you know, VIP clubs, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to put a framework that kind of forces uh, promoters and, and sellers, original sellers to list how many are available so that people don't quite get their, uh, get their hopes up and they get a sense of, you know, how many could be taken by bots or how many are left uh, when they're going in to, to buy these tickets. Uh, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, as you say, how this is enforced and what the reaction is. I mean, I wonder if the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you know, someday they manage to make the Stanley Cup final, if they would be frustrated at the fact that uh, you know their fans can't resell their, those tickets for thousands of dollars through the Toronto Maple Leafs' own website because uh, the teams do make money off that. Yeah, it's a it's a really tough thing, and obviously these organizations, you know, the the sort of corporate side, uh, you know, from the sources that I've been speaking with today, have sort of there's a sort of frustration that, uh, you know, they're limiting, you know, this sort of the opportunity, but the, the sort of natural value of what these tickets really could be uh, on the free market, uh, and you know, if people are you know ascribing a certain value to a ticket, why not you know let them pay that much? That's sort of the real tension here, because uh, obviously the legislation is really to try to get to as many fans as possible, but. You know, there's the argument on the other side is, you know, well, we're sort of establishing these values, and if people want to pay that much, what's why, why hold them back? Yeah. Well, there you go. We'll see what comes of this more at uh, theglobeandmail.com. Josh, thanks for joining us here. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Right, you take, take care. care. Yeah, you too. There you go. Josh O'Kane with The Globe and Mail covering this story today. Uh, so it is tough. I mean, a lot of this is, I, I think, kind of symbolism. We're standing up for the little guy. Like you said, Ticketmaster is trying to do what it can to prevent these programs. So if you can't block them, if you can't detect them, uh, well, then what good is legislation like this? But it's another interesting question that he raises. What's the market value of a ticket? Who determines that? Because some bands might say, let's, um, we'll sell our tickets cheap. Make it easy for fans to be able to afford a ticket, 25 bucks. Others might say, you know what? Well, let's sell them for 200 because then that, maybe that, that takes away the incentive to, to scalp those tickets. What's the market value of the ticket? And I mean, to me, it seems the market value is what people are willing to pay. And I think that, that concert promoters and teams, they, they like having this data now because they can see what people are willing to pay to go to a certain event. And, and you can gleam a lot of that from StubHub. 
in terms of what people are willing to pay. Sometimes it's above the face value. Sometimes it's below the face value. That's the market value of the ticket is what people are willing to pay. If you've got a, a double-A baseball team and you're playing in a 60,000-seat stadium, well, you'll have some idea then of what you can charge for those tickets. And, and if you need to fill all those seats, you can probably unload them pretty cheap. So I don't even know how you determine the market value in the first place other than what's printed on the ticket. I went to see it. The last concert I saw was three years ago, and it was at the Commonwealth. And it was uh, the people under the stairs. I bet even Tim doesn't know who the people under the stairs are. But they're awesome. They're fantastic. One of the best shows I've ever seen. cost me 15 bucks to go see them. I was standing in line waiting to go into the show that night. I had people coming up to me. People were hanging out outside the club hoping maybe to score a ticket. It was sold out. Because these guys sell out everywhere. That's how good they are. And people were coming up to me saying, well, you have any extra tickets? I'm willing to pay. So sure, I could have parlayed that $15 ticket into 30 bucks or 45 bucks or 60 bucks. I didn't want to. I didn't want to part with that. I didn't care what they were offering me. Well, maybe a thousand or something. I might have forego the opportunity to see these these guys, but I wasn't. I wasn't going to sell it. I was going to see that show, and I'm glad I did. But really, yeah, if people are willing to give me thirty dollars for a fifteen dollar ticket, what's the problem? <laughs> well, okay, there you go. Take that thirty bucks, go buy a case of beer, go home, and just put on the CDs instead. Anyway, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.